Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, what do you do when you're all alone at night and unexplained music starts playing in your home? Do you go investigate? Do you run for cover knowing that whatever you may find will be of the undead nature? Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. Yes, it is. 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. Write it on the website, realghoststoriesonline.com. And if you are so appreciative and want to show your appreciation for the show and keep it on the air, we would be forever grateful. In fact, we'll give you a bonus episode every single week and give you access to our full archive of them, almost 300 of them now there. Uh, Advanced episodes of the shows, you get that commercial free weeks in advance. It's called Extra Podcast Person, EPP. You do that at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Do it as a Christmas gift to yourself this year. Huh? You're worth it. Let's say it all together. I'm worth it. Not happening. Come on together. Ready? One, two, three. I'm worth... Come on. You're so weird. <laughs> <laughs> You're worth it. So sign up at uh, ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories and you'll get access to all the stuff I just talked about because I'm no, pointing at you. Not <laughs> so, doing it. So you say, you're worth it. No. <laughs> Damn it. You make a, a shitty bad radio co-host. I know. Because <laughs> bad radio would be all like this mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, I'm going to say this and you say that there and then we'll do this and it's going to be awesome. No. And then you go, I'm worth it. WBBK. If you could only. And it just. Stop. You go into the song, really. It's like great. Or even better, you do a little jingle or something. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I think there's a tree that's going to fall in a house over there. What? I see a tree that appears to be leaning on another tree. That uh, that other tree is all that's holding it up. Uh, and if it. That other tree, for some reason, doesn't hold it up. It looks like it's probably going to fall on that house. Do you see it? Did it just, did you just notice that or did it just lean over? I just noticed it now. It's probably been like that since the storm the other night, since the tornado. Uh, but I'm just noticing it's, it's at a very awkward angle that doesn't appear, unless it's just a really long branch, but I don't know. Do you see what I'm talking about? I do see what you're talking about. I don't know. I can't tell from here if it's going to miss the house or not. I'm just going to put a slow motion camera in the window and wait for that shit to happen. That's going to get a lot of views. Mm. That's awful. <laughs> we'll just wait. Be, I, I'll, I'll just I'll start a live stream like the Eagle <laughs> that people watch in the Eagle. Branch Watch 2019. <laughs> Tony's Branch Watch. The neighbors have no idea that I'm doing this. Welcome to the neighborhood. I've had a camera on your house for seven weeks. How'd that shit happen? God. <laughs> That's horrible. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number. Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Uh, let's jump over to our first story uh, today. And uh, let me see what we got. 
starts out, hey guys, Rob here. I totally hated that Annabelle comes home movie. Spoilers. The doll conjures up a bunch of shit and it's uh, the idea of the first movie. If you watch that movie, they all end up still living in that house and the doll totally doesn't do anything. Either way, I haven't written in a while because my pipes are all messed up. So now they're all fixing up my kitchen and living room until further notice so I get time to write a story to you guys. This was back around the time VHS movies were popular. Bo Jackson broke his hip in the early 90s were in full effect. I never got bad grades. Most of the time I was a good kid, so it wasn't a big deal if I got in trouble or stayed out late. So here's an odd fact about Wisconsin during the early 90s. They had a bunch of new items to test out for most of the food chains. Burger King had popcorn. While you waited in line, you could get shrimp baskets from there. McDonald's had the pizza and some other junk was tossed out there as well. I remember McDonald's having pizza. Never heard of that. They did in Wisconsin. I think they do in uh, in Europe okay. regularly, but I do. I never ate it, but I remember the McPizza. Okay. I bet it's kind of sad you missed out on all the so joys. heartbroken. It's like, let's test this shit on Wisconsinites. They'll eat anything. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Give them an old fashioned and they'll just gorge themselves like, on McDonald's pizza. It's like, it's kind of like the marketing firms viewed Wisconsin as dogs. Oh, God. <laughs> if you look at it like, they'll eat anything, it's like, just give it to the dogs. It's like Wisconsin's like, I don't know, pizza at McDonald's? Give it to them. Give it to Wisconsinites. They'll eat it. You know? I feel kind of bad being in that category. <laughs> There you go. Anyhow, one of those late nights, I was uh, out with a friend not doing anything wrong, but it was one of those late nights that you often recall better than most nights. You can't sleep. It was eight or nine at the time, and being a champion while my uh, babysitter Steve was in charge, I remember he was about 16 or something in high school, but this was late at night. It was cool because he didn't take shit from anybody. It's funny to look at it now, but he was a pretty hardcore guy. He was kind of strange. His car was one of those Pontiac types with a Firebird painted on the hood, but it was rusted. It was either a Firebird or a Trans Am. It was a cool to, very cool to ride in. He lived with his grandma, but he never really lived with her and claimed to be from somewhere in California. Either way, we were driving around all night long. Let me remind you, I was still only about eight or nine, so this was sometime after midnight we were hanging out. This is well after Burger King closed. I think that was what distracted me with this story. Originally, it didn't really feel too long. I didn't mind the long drive, but I eventually started feeling tired as we drove around. So this was around the time things got strange. We pulled into a gas station. Lights were dimmed low, but my guess was that he pumped his gas and everything went well. I re just recall him getting in the car and shifting all sorts of gears. I know it sounds strange, but when an adult shifts gears all crazy, you start to remember those nights. This was also someone who never took any shit from anybody, so I was always curious what happened, but a little too afraid to ask. It's strange how someone who was tougher than nails would joke around with a kid that he's tough then by the time he got home. He had to put more gas in his car. I don't recall it snowing or raining or anything like that. It was just a hot summer night. Just recall him going into the car, running out of gas 20 minutes later and trying to laugh it off. It stuck with me for a while. I still laughed it off, but I wanted to know what was up. First few times he joked that he ran out of gas, but later he seemed to be more open. Never worried my parents about it or anything, but I do recall it being a 10 or 15 minute walk to the next gas station. We both remember it as the time he ran out of gas, as far as my parents know. Then later, we kind of kept it our secret, like a simple mistake. It wasn't until I was over 23 or 24, possibly 25, when he really opened up to me. This was from a guy who ended up being about six foot eight tall. 
The guy Steve is massive. I'm not going to lie to you guys that he didn't take shit from most people. When he was 16, he was driving in these little cars, and at one point he was driving on a motorcycle that eventually struck, well, stuck with trucks. Now, let me make this clear. I'm not insulting him in any way possible. You guys can make fun of him all you want, but the last thing I need is for a massive guy to want to kill me. I'm cool with Steve and don't want any problems with him. So when we got that uh, to the rest area, he went up to fill up for gas. It was a legit gas station and seemed normal because we parked next to the pumps. Nothing strange, just dim lights because of the time. He knew it was late, but he still approached them, just how he'd approach anyone. Walked up, told them to put $10 on whatever pump he parked next to. Then he stood there. Nobody listened to him. So he raised his voice a bit louder and said, give me $10 in this pump and I should uh, I shouldn't have to ask again. This is where it gets a bit strange here. Ended up yelling at them to accept his cash, but he walked away. Not because they didn't listen, but because he could see right through them. He also left his money on the counter. Everything went out the window that night. Then he ran in the car, turned it on, and just drove off. His anger shifting with each turn of the gears. I was too young to understand how he felt. I assumed he got gas, but after he drove back, we ran out. I wasn't afraid of anything. I was with Steve. Still not sure if what he said was legit. It's all fine for me because I didn't know what happened. Maybe not too young where I didn't remember it, but it didn't happen to me, so I never took it too seriously. The main thing that struck me was with how Steve told the story. He always has this blank look on his face when he does it like he's in a trance. It's creepier now that he's much bigger and older. It's like that Pee Wee Herman movie where they talk about Large Marge. It's exactly the look he gets, and it still feels strange hearing about it. He doesn't tell stories very often. He's just a guy who's usually pretty quiet, but he gets strange telling this one. I lost touch with Steve back in college. He never made a Facebook or anything. Hopefully he's doing all right, but I'm looking forward to October. It's a great time of year, and your podcast gets a little bit of attention on my way every year. Glad your show is still alive and kicking. Take care, guys. Go Packers and fuck the Dallas Cowboys. It's probably a good thing he wasn't with Steve to see those see-through people at the gas station. <laughs> yeah. That- that would mess up an eight-year-old. I was starting to wonder if Steve was going to be the see-through one. Oh. Where they didn't see him mm-hmm. uh, communicating. And and you have to kind of wonder if you're going to look at the different plane-type theory where, you know, those people were kind of see-through, like in a different dimension. If, uh, you know, they, they you know, he, maybe he was see-through to them and they were solid on, on their plane or whatever it was. Sure. It's weird that there is no other attendant or anything at the gas station, though, and just these translucent people. Mm-hmm. Though we have had a gas station story a ways back where it was, we were out of gas, went to the gas station, used the bathroom, got gas, whatever, just kind of did their thing. And, you know, thought not a whole lot of it. I think they said they just kind of felt a little off, drove down the road, did their other thing, came back. And on the way back, they drove past that same gas station that was abandoned. Yeah. And it was closed and had clearly been closed, not like just since 9 p.m. that night, but like since, you know, nine years ago mm-hmm. or longer. Um, see, I, I almost wonder about something like that, if um, if that would have been part of the story had they ended up driving back by it again, if this was one of those where, surprise, it's up and running, and the next time, gone. Yeah. Completely Interesting for a gas station. Mm-hmm. A lot of energy at gas stations, though. I wonder why. I find them creepy. Yeah? Not like active ones with hot dog rollers and taquitos that are piping hot and juicy fresh. Those ones, 
Not so much. But like the ones that are abandoned, the ones that are sitting there, that you can tell at one time, this was the only thing on the stretch of road for 40 miles. Yeah. And maybe it had a cafe in it. And I just kind of, it runs through my mind of, you know, well, I bet all the farmers or the folks in the area probably used to come down here and have coffee. Mm-hmm. You know, it was probably like the the get-together place. Um, back when there were family farms uh, throughout the country. And, you know, I bet the little diner was pretty active. And a lot of people would go in there and, and, and shoot the shit. Um, and, and, you know, it was probably the place where the kids would get candy. And, of course, you get, get it was like, just, it was a hub. All yeah. those, those little gas stations that, the rural ones that were like that, stop humping your brother. The dogs are having sex. Um, somebody just spit their coffee out. Thanks for sharing that. You're welcome. Uh, anyway, uh, the, the those places like that, I don't know. It just makes me wonder about the um, the you know what it was. Mm-hmm. The all the you know, same with like old churches, old schoolhouses, gas stations. Kind of are almost more of the modern, yeah, version of an old schoolhouse. Just kind of the social place of what they were. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Do you have any feelings about gas stations? Not about gas stations. I get creeped out by old barns, and that's why I love them. Old barns that you see out in the country. Why barns? I don't know. But we've had our fair share of haunted barn stories. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it's more so because of the stories or if I always thought they were creepy. But I always think of those those stories now. Yeah. Interesting one. Thank you for sharing that with us. 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online. I'm glad you two separated and stopped... Doing that. That's what? Nothing. Let's go to our next story. It says, Hello, uh, there's Sir and Miss. I wrote in early this year and got to hear my story live uh, this past June, I believe it was. Uh, Might have been on the 11th, but story time. Got two of them for you. So when I and my brother were kids, we would always hear things at night. The ones stick out most of this. I used to have a cheap electric type guitar when I was younger. I might have left on the amp on the guitar before I went to bed. It was around 10 p.m. because we had school the next day. So we both fell asleep. Then we wake up to what sounded like something tapping on one of the chords. My brother told me to stop. I said back to uh, his uh, stop what? The tapping noise. I said to him, well, I thought that was you. And I flew under my covers after one of the guitars started to play by itself. My brother jumped up out of bed and turned the lights on. We both looked at each other in awe of what just happened. We didn't get much sleep that night. I've never had any experiences with a guitar. I have uh, currently, though, which is weird, but I would have dreams where I'd be talking to a man or something in my closet. Every time it happened, I woke up in a cold sweat. I don't physically remember what we talked about, but the creepiest part of that is I'd have the door closed when we would go to bed. In my dream, the door just opens and I would hear a man's voice inside of it. Now, I never got out of bed during this at all, and when I would wake up, it would be opened even after I knew. For a fact, it was closed. I ruled the facts out as well. Never sleepwalked or anything. Everybody was upstairs when I was downstairs. If someone came downstairs, it would have to be very quiet because the stairs are very loud and creaky. Finally, under the story, I've heard a lot of stories recently of people seeing dark figures with red eyes. I figure I'd give my story as well. That has happened to several other people that witnessed the same thing as me. We had a close encounter with it, but it never moved from the spot. It just stared. So when we were all young, all our friends and families would join in on the weekends to drink and the kids would do the regular. We'd ride bikes or play, re- or play outside. 
Well, this night, all our parents went down to our neighbor's house to drink for a little. Kids riding bikes up and down the street. We rode up and down on the road where my street is for a little while. Then we proceeded to ride our bikes down our neighbor's street called Brandley Drive. All filled with joy riding bikes. We get to the end of the road and proceed to just ride our bikes in the area. We're there roughly 10 to 15 minutes. I noticed one of my friends who's a year younger than me that lives across the street from me. He's just staring at the edge of the curb. He tells me to look. Then we both are staring at this black mass with glowing red eyes. I never saw anything like this before. Then we all saw it. Everyone is just looking at this black mass with red eyes. Never moved any or anything. Its eyes felt like they were staring directly at you. None of us stood around any longer to have a conversation with us. We were all terrified and flew away faster than ever from there. We went and told our parents about the encounter, but they just seemed to brush it off when grew up, grew the courage to go back to the end of the street to find nothing and no trace of it ever being there. We looked around and saw no traces at all. My neighbor and I talk about it here and there, but it just sits in the back of our mind. What are your thoughts? Thanks for everything you do on the show. It's hard to know. I mean, I, I just automatically assume glowing black ma- masses with glowing red eyes that are big and black. I, that just sounds ominous. I can't mm-hmm. think of one that has any good intentions. Well, there was the... Uh, I was going to make no. something. <laughs> the good intention black mass of 84... Uh, and no, but no, I mean, when it's just kind of sitting there staring, you don't know what it is. No, the glowing red eyes are a little more ominous. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do have a lot of stories of things where it's just like this big black mass and it seems really scary and spooky. And then it really doesn't do anything. And it just kind of seems to be the way the ghost is, uh, is portraying itself or that's what the energy is that, that we're picking up on. Um, but yeah, I, I think, uh, you kind of got to evaluate it situation by situation. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that. 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online. Next story says this happened in a retail store in old Kmart when I started in 1984. I remembered hearing comments from other coworkers about a ghost in the stockroom. It was on the first floor. I never saw or heard anything until one day I was in the stockroom with other coworkers and one employee came to us very pale and scared trying to talk to us. She was deaf and mute. She later explained to us the best she can that there was a lady in one of the aisles and when she tried to get her attention, she noticed her feet weren't touching the floor. Spirit was transparent, disappeared right in front of her. Many other things happened around that stock room, merchandise falling for no reason. When you were there, you can feel someone behind you. There was a customer, an old woman, who told me that before there was a building on the site, a woman was found dead in that area. Authorities never found the murderer. After a while, somebody identified the woman. It was a woman of high society at the time, and she disappeared. The customer asked me how she was dressed. Am I sitting? And I answered that she was in a white dress. Oh my God, was her reaction. She was buried in a white dress. One day I had to work overnight and I needed to go to the stock room. The energy uh, management uh, system turned off part of the lights in some areas of the store. And of course, the back of the stock room was one of those areas. I went to get some merchandise and when I turned, I saw something or somebody just turning in around the corner. I went to see what it was and I only saw a white cloud vanishing. I was very scared. Was I very scared? If I say no, I'm lying. But it wasn't like I'm not going back to the stockroom by myself because I felt kind of okay with her around. 
The company started to build a new store in another location. I remember I went to the main office that was in the stockroom. When I was getting out, I felt suddenly very sad. Walked to the middle of this big empty space, looked all around. The many good memories came to my mind in a cold breeze. It was a pleasure to have you around, I said. Hope you can find your way to your peace. Where is the stockroom now? It's another department store. Sometimes I wanted to ask an employee if they have any kind of spooky situations around, but then I guess they're going to think I'm crazy. After all these, all, after all these years, I'm not working anymore with this company. I'm still thinking about that lady in white. I know you love a good Kmart story. <laughs> do you ever think you'd have to say that sentence? No, but I'm not surprised that I do. Love me a good Kmart story. Mm-hmm. I think of all the fun. That was our department store in my town. Yeah. We didn't have, it was before we didn't have Walmart. We didn't have Target. Eventually they got all that stuff. We had a Shopco and we had a Kmart, mm-hmm. both of which are now defunct. Uh, but with the Kmart was, uh, it's like what the Walmart was yeah. of today. And so, yeah, you got the blue light specials, deli. It was even a Kmart cafe prior to the Little Caesars going in. Okay. I never ate there, but I always wanted to. I think it was kind of a little too uppity for my parents to eat at the cake cafe. Not nice. <laughs> It's really fancy. We can't do that. That's not true. I'm kidding. I think they didn't want to eat there. I thought it looked fun. I wouldn't want to eat there. It wasn't like a snack bar. It was like sit down. Still. It's in the back of the store. It's like the weirdest place. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I mean, you'd think it's interesting. The the ghost of the Kmart. How much you want to bet it's an at home now? (laughs) Yeah. Like all the defunct Kmarts turned into at home stores. That seems to be what most of them are. Yeah. The only at home I've ever seen that wasn't something prior is the one we have here. Mm-hmm. It's like, I think they actually built this building. It's not like an old small Walmart or Kmart yeah. that uh, was shut down. But I suppose, you know, it's one of those things. The retail expansion and things of that, a lot of it, you know, was on the outskirts of cities in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. It was kind of pushing out farmland, it was pushing out other things that were there. Um, so if something tragic happened kind of on the edge of town, um, or this is where the person lived or what have you, yeah. uh, there's a good chance you had a Kmart that went up on top of those grounds or, you know, insert department store here. That's true. I know they built a shopping strip mall on top of a... <laughs> I shouldn't even go there. What? <laughs> they built a strip mall. I think it's on top of where they found um, four in one of our previous towns. Where they found four bodies? Mm-hmm. What, 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 did they identify the bodies? Yeah, yeah. Was it of like a murderer? It was, yeah. Really? hmm Who is a murderer? Is it a well-known murderer? Can we play yeah. Name That Murderer? No, we're not going to play Name Here, That Murderer. Let's get it bells. may take a while. It's Wichita. So. Yeah. <laughs> I got my bell. <laughs> no, I'm not going to play that. <laughs> and I'll take a Name That Murderer for 200, Alex. No, because it was a really sad deal, and I'm not trying to make fun of it, but it is interesting that that piece of land is now retail what's the retail like what's that, what type of stores are there <laughs> stores that we have gone into really mm-hmm. but i didn't feel anything there other than being creeped out of knowing what happened there is there like a body underneath the pottery barn or something no no no, no. <laughs> probably shouldn't say the name of it on the air no i'm really curious i'll tell you after the show i can't wait <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's interesting. We got a call to play, so I'm going to mute the mics and find out. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. I had to turn my head to see how much time is left in the program. 
So I know what you call the grab. Let's hear your ghost story. Hi. Hi, my name's Brent Jones. I'm calling from Cincinnati, Ohio. My story started back when I was just turned three years old. That would have been 1969. Actually, November, December of 1969 is around the time this happened. And it stretched out through years. I mean, events that happened afterwards, but back then I was just too young to understand what was going on. Well, I was three years old. I was staying over at my grandma and grandpa's. And they had a shotgun house. A shot in the front door, went out the back door. That type of house, old house. They built it back in the 30s or 20s. Still around that timeline. And I remember I was standing in the, the living room, which had a clear shot into the, the kitchen. And I looked, and there was an old man sitting at the kitchen table toward the living room. And he looked at me and gave me this brutish little smile. And I started to smile. I look over to my left. My grandfather was in his favorite chair watching TV, and he looks at me, and he gives me the same brutish smile. And I think it's funny, and I... I looked back where the old man was in the kitchen, and he was gone. Didn't understand it, because like I said, I had just turned three. So, as the years go by, I started noticing other stuff going on in the house, but I didn't understand it. I was like six, seven years old, and my Uncle Jerry's room was upstairs, and my Uncle Jerry is like one of my favorite people in the world. I mean, we really bonded with him. And my brother, me and my brother did. And I went and I stepped on the stairs to see if he was up there. I heard someone messing around, so I went running upstairs to see mm-hmm. him. And I got up there and there was no one in his room. And I thought that was very strange. You know, what the heck's going on? But I didn't understand. You know, I was only seven. And it got cold. It got extremely cold. I felt like someone was standing around behind me. Um, so I spun around to look. Standing. I spun around to look. And there was no one there. And I got scared. Excuse me. <clears throat> and, um, I didn't know what to think, so I ran downstairs. So years and years go by, and I just totally forgot about this. And here I'm in my late 40s, early 50s, and we were having a talk about the house. And my Aunt Donna brought up the time where she once went to the kitchen at six years old, said she saw a strange man standing over in the corner. And she Ran out, ran out to the living room, told her mom, my grandmother, Mom, there's a strange man in the kitchen standing over in the corner by the stove. And my grandma, very religious, Wesleyan, you know, churchgoer, told her, well, don't talk to him because he'll never go away. So there was something in that house. What I don't know... You know, but all I knew is when I years later, a couple of years back, I went to um, 
one of the, the somewhere in the, uh, I can't remember what it's called, the clerk, clerk of chords or somewhere like that. And I, I looked up the history of the house. And it started with my grandfather buying it from his mother, the Plotterland. She bought it from the bank, and the bank took it from somebody back in the late 1800s. Why they took it, I don't know. Did the guy die in there? Because uh, it was under a man's name, and I forget the name. But it's just like I just felt... I mean, you know, going up to my uncle's room that time and it got cold. There wasn't air conditioning in this house. The closest thing you could get to air conditioning would be a, a, a fan in your window. So, you know, I mean, my grandfather, shit, he got pretty cheap when it come to doing this house. I mean, there would be, he didn't use it, put in insulation in the walls. During the wintertime, there would be frost on the walls. It'd be so cold. Uh, so, you know, Believe me, uh, I had really no understanding of what was going on until the last couple of years. I started putting pieces together. And yeah, my grandmother's house was haunted, my grandma and grandpa's. But, you know, they wouldn't say anything about it if anybody asked any strange questions except for that one time. <clears throat> I knew there was something bad in that place. Whatever it was, it had scared my aunts and uncles a few times. When they were kids, they said they seen uh, eyes in the closets, glowing eyes, um, scaring them, you know, running downstairs to sleep with grandma and grandpa, because they were just frightened. But, you know, this is just the one experience, the experience I had. And it's just something I've never really talked about many, too many people. But I don't know. Maybe you'll use it on your story, on your show. Maybe not. But I just wanted to talk to somebody about it. So thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. Um, have a good day. Okay, he was either moving furniture or there was a goat. I think he was sliding some kind of furniture. But I just, I always feel like it's so sad when you realize your grandparents' house is haunted because you know you're supposed to have good memories of going there mm -hmm. as a kid. But then you look back and you realize, oh, it's haunted. It's like, that kind of sucks, <laughs> you know? It just depends if you like haunted houses. Most people don't. <laughs> I'm not most people. I know you're not most people. Um, Yeah. <laughs> I never wanted my house to be haunted, but I wanted other people's houses to be haunted. <laughs> Why? So I could visit a haunted house um, without having to, like, endure it on a daily basis. I've been totally up for, like, my grandparents' house being haunted. I, like, I hoped for these things. I go there, like, trying to look for ghosts. I never had any luck. I never, I don't think anybody's house, any family member that I grew up with, any house was haunted. No. As much as I wanted it. As much as I prayed mm -hmm. that their home would be infested with demons. No. That's awful. Nothing, whatever. What? <laughs> no. I know you wouldn't. <laughs> Hope for somebody's house to be infested with demons. No, just little Tony did. Oh. Not, not, I mean, I know how bad it is now after we have heard these stories, but the eight year old version of me was like, bring that shit on. <laughs> <laughs> I got my proton pack, which is right in my closet over there to this day, just in case I need to bust it out. Mm -hmm. I can run around and do the ghost busting, but um, 
there was a good period of time where I think I brought that with me everywhere I went. You were that kid? I didn't like wear it in everybody's house all the time. But yeah, if I was looking to go play at somebody's house, I had the proton pack on for like the year I got it. So you just I, assume that you guys were all going to play Ghostbusters. It wasn't so much an assumption as it was a, I'm going to play Ghostbusters and whoever wants to join in can join in. <laughs> and many a times I was the one playing Ghostbusters and everyone else is playing G.I. Joe or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And isn't it interesting that that is still what you do every day? There's Tony off in the corner playing Ghostbusters. You still play Ghostbusters alone. Well, I, I, you guys don't judge me, though, when I walk around the house with a proton pack on <laughs> saying. Oh, God. <laughs> That'd be great. There are people who do that shit. Yeah. As adults. Yeah. That's that's kind of that's that world of the. Uh, um. What is that? Cosplay? It's it's beyond cosplay. It's where it's a lifestyle. Yeah, it kind of is for some. Like, it's interesting. I mean, I, it's not my cup of tea. I, I could never. I, I love doing this because it. This seems to be. It's a business. It's a. It's a job. It's you know we're we're doing something where you know it's you know people are getting something out of this. It's uh, a passion. It's a passion. Um, and I love it. Um, you know, I, I suppose if, if that's your thing and you're really into it and you're getting something out of it, you know, I, I have seen a lot of things because people are like, well, they get, you know, they help other people. And, you know, there actually are. Uh, again, not, not my cup of tea, but I'm not, I'm not slamming it. And it's just, I don't, it's just not my thing. But I've seen a lot of those folks, uh, like pictures online of the, the people who do like chapters of Ghostbusters around the country, mm -hmm. um, where the, the guys, like they have, they built their own proton packs and stuff. And it's like crazy how like movie like they are. Uh -huh. But they'll go to like, um, like children's homes and stuff or hospitals and like as a Ghostbuster. Yeah. And the kids get a real big kick out of it. They have no idea who a Ghostbuster is or what a Ghostbuster is <laughs> <laughs> because it's not a thing. No, but they, they do get a kick out of it. Um, but um, so it's like, well, that's cool. Yeah. Beyond that, I don't know what else they do. I just don't know. That, but uh, but that's, you know, some people really get it. It's like Star Trek or anything that you really get into. Mm -hmm. um, I just like to wear my my plastic one and that works. Walk around the neighborhood in April <laughs> wearing it. Is that the guy that's uh, reseeding our lawn? No, that's just Tony down the road who tells the ghost stories for a living. He comes out every day with a proton pack and walks around the neighborhood. Oh, we are going to be those neighbors again, aren't we? No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> We've only been kicked out of four neighborhoods now because I've been doing that. But the uh, thing is, people could actually possibly believe that with uh, how frequently we've moved. They're like, maybe there's a hint of truth no, to this. No, we haven't been kicked out of anywhere. <laughs> no. Just uh, shamed. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to wrap up the show for today. If you like us, keep us on the air. Become an extra podcast person at EPP at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Until next time for Jenny, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online. We expect a lot from our homes. They're more than a place to hang your hat. They're where you try your hand at gardening and new recipes, rest and recharge, work and play. And that's why at HomeAdvisor, we're committed to keeping your home up and running. Whether you need to repair an overloaded appliance or you're looking to create a backyard retreat worthy of a summer staycation, use the HomeAdvisor app day or night and we'll find a local pro to get the job done right. Whatever you need, we'll do everything to fix your everything. Download the HomeAdvisor app today to get started.